Welcome to the Fresh Start Podcast, where we discuss debt management and financial wellness. Here are your hosts, Lionel and Stacy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fresh Start. My name is Lionel, and this is Stacy. And today's episode is straightforward. CPN numbers, your ticket to jail. Now, you may have heard about CPN numbers or credit privacy numbers that are marketed as a nine-digit personal identifying number, which you can use in lieu of your social security number to help give you a brand new credit identity. However, regardless of how these ads are worded or what they're trying to convey to you, understand this, CPN numbers are illegitimate. They are not legal. To be clear, the Office of the Inspector General, the IRS, the Department of Justice, Department of Justice, the Federal Trade Commission, they have all said that these numbers are not valid. And a lot of those you probably haven't heard of, such as the Office of the Inspector General, but that is probably the most important one on this list. And the Office of Inspector General is important because they basically regulate the U.S. Postal Service. Ah, mail fraud. And when the government cannot convict you of any other crime, they can mail you. fraud is the easiest one for them to make. For so sure. Anytime you hear that office involved in anything, you should be extremely concerned about what activity you're about to engage in. Got you. And so many of these agencies basically offer these numbers as a way for you to use something other than your social security number to get credit. Right. And again, that is a giant red flag. Anything other than your social security number that is being used to get credit is basically a federal offense. Gotcha. That, that simple. That cut and dried. Now, some people claim that attorneys can issue CPNs to consumers as part of a credit repair process or to give them a new identity, but this is untrue. Uh, CPNs are not issued by any government agency, nor are they sponsored by the U.S. government. The Social Security Administration does not issue CPN numbers. The plain fact is that CPN numbers are nothing more than either nine-digit random numbers generated by that (laughs) credit repair specialist or uh, numbers that are stolen from other people and it's identity theft, plain and simple. Yeah, people that are deceased or children or anybody who doesn't have a credit profile already. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Right. Think about what that really means. You're using somebody else's social security number. Right. How many offenses you have committed in terms of crimes, it, you don't even want to go down that road. True. But in terms of, and I think most people think or people who sell these numbers believe that they were given the authority to do so under the uh, Privacy Act of 1974. Mm. And basically that act is was promulgated to establish guidelines and rules for how the government identified how they used, how they promulgated personal information of citizens. Gotcha. That's the that's the primary purpose of that act. Not to allow you to create a new number to get credit and and not have that linked to your official social security number. Gotcha. And uh, I think... uh, And then companies that basically are giving you that number, if you really think about it, 
they are saying, okay, you've already got credit in your social security number. Bad that credit, credit usually, is bad. Right. So here's a new number so that you can start building new credit. Right. So in a, in a way, I can see how someone would be attracted to that to think, okay, I can step, basically get a fresh start by right. doing it that way. Right. But the problem is those numbers are not generated by the government. Right. They're not sanctioned by the government at all. The only numbers that the government issues are social security numbers and EIN numbers. And not to get completely off track, but EIN numbers are legitimate. Gotcha. EIN numbers are basically employee or employer identification numbers. And that is for people who are operating legitimate businesses. And that number allows the IRS to track tax payments that that business is making, of course, to track the business's income, and also to track Social Security payments on behalf of employees. So that number is legitimate. It is absolutely necessary. But if they're selling that number to you as a way for you to get personal credit, not only, again, are you using that number for an illegal purpose, but then you're creating a whole issue for yourself with the IRS. Because right. the IRS is thinking, okay, there's an EIN number. Somebody's operating a business. Right. And if there are no business tax returns filed, if you're not paying any taxes in, the IRS will be looking for you. So right. you open up a whole can of worms for yourself because you're you thinking take a that you can build personal credit this way. And they, they fool you to make it seem like it's legitimate. Because, because there, there are some people who know it's illegal, and there are other people who, who are fooled because You're all these people... You're thinking this is a way I can kind of just right. get a fresh start and be able to move forward. So the, there are many people who think this is the way to do it, and it really isn't. Right. So there are many credit repair companies out there who may either do it on your behalf or tell you to apply for CPN numbers or EIN numbers to use rather than your own social security number. And they will also tell you, like we mentioned before, that it is legitimate. Now, here's the process that they typically use. So the first thing they do is they either do it or they ask you to do it is to get a CPN number or a legitimate EIN. Then they tell you to get a new phone number. Now, we all know that you can go to the Internet and get a second number on any number of apps, uh, including Google Voice. Google Voice is one that's very popular. Then they tell you to set up a new email address. So once you've set up the new email address, you now have to find an address that is not connected to you or your parents or your, <clears throat> your family members because they can dig up an, an address that was perhaps used when you were in college. Credit or... reporting agencies are notorious. Well, to be honest, a credit reporting agency just records and stores information, information about you. In perpetuity. And in terms of time limits on what's reported, it's really negative information. That's where the law says you can only report it for a certain amount of time. Right, but, but legitimate... information can be there forever. Right. It's just a matter of how thorough the credit bureau wants to be. They can collect information for you and store it for you for 20, 30 years. My credit report still has information from my college days, apartment addresses. Got you. So, so anyway, so let's continue. That's so difficult. And by doing that, it, think about if... Since we are saying that you are committing a criminal offense by doing this, those are affirmative steps and affirmative actions you are taking 
that can be in furtherance of that offense. Right, because you're you're, you're consciously exactly. consciously you're doing establishing it. an address that is not your current address. Right, you're you're causing that to be reported to credit bureaus. Right, so so you get an address from a from a friend or a random acquaintance that you use for this purpose. That's so, not your address. Right. So what these folks then do is buy trade lines. And trade lines are legitimate lines of credit that are reporting on other people's credit that they take and somehow add you and your fake number to that trade line to show that you've had five years of having a $300,000 loan and a good payment history of whatever. Then they, they instruct you to apply for as much credit as possible in the shortest amount of time. So you have people who go out and they run and they, they, you know, they, they, they open credit card accounts or they, they go and purchase vehicles and all of that. And they tell you to memorize your new addresses and the addresses used on those trade lines because, you know, just in case the, the person who's issuing you that credit, like a salesperson right, selling you a car, you're in front of them and they're just like, oh no, I used to be at XYZ address and whatnot. So they will give you all these warnings. Now, this is supposed to be something legitimate, but they will give you all these warnings about not using your actual number on the fake credit profile or try to refinance any of the high interest debt that you have on your old profile. Right, because let's say you have a car that you're paying 15% interest on and you figure, well, I got a new credit profile, I can refinance this loan and get it lower, interest rate lower, whatever, whatever. If you try to do that with your legitimate social security number and the new CPN fake number, you've merged them together, which causes even more problems for you. So that that basically now that number is linked to your social and all that credit follows that social and all that bad credit is now linked to that new number. Right. But they also tell you not to apply for credit with any government agency. So think about it. So this is a number that's issued by the government. That they told you is They're telling you it's issued by the government. They tell you it's legitimate. Right. They tell you it's legitimate, but then they tell you don't use it for any government service, like maybe unemployment or social security numbers. So let's say a job has to do a credit check to hire you and you really want that job and you give your fake new credit profile and they do a check on you or whatnot. But you get you get through you get the job and then somehow you lose the job and now you have to go apply for unemployment you have to apply for unemployment under the new number which is totally illegitimate and you're going to get caught at the social security number <laughs> right. illegal so illegitimate so if you follow their advice it's a federal crime like stacy mentioned before to lie on a credit or loan application to misrepresent your social security number, you know, how you throw that extra digit on there or change one digit or whatever, and to obtain an EIN from the IRS under false pretenses. We can't be any clearer than that. Social security number, when they ask for it, that's the number you need to provide. No other number is qualified to be in that category. Social security number only. EIN number if you're operating a business. If you're not operating a business, you should not be using an EIN number for any reason at all. Um, So to be able to, you may be able to get loans, you may be able to get credit, you may be able to be able to get a vehicle. But again, 
that number is not an official number. Right. And at some point, at some point, those credit files are going to be merged. And the reason being, it, and, and to back up, as Lionel said previously, the reason you're doing that is because you already have made some big mistakes in terms of credit. You already have made some errors. You already have bad credit. So generally, that in a lot of instances can be involved. It can be equated to bad spending habits money management. or just not being able to manage money properly. Right. So unless you've done something to correct that, those habits are going to continue. So here's the part that I, I really need to stress that you just said. If you have bad credit before, yeah, things happen. You lose your job, you get ill, whatever. But if you're a person who doesn't pay their bills on time, it doesn't matter yeah, if you get... poor money management habits. Right. It doesn't matter if you get a new number because, like she said, it's going to work temporarily. That is true. Mm-hmm. But in that, you have now committed multiple federal crimes. And if you have poor habits... You're going to default on that. And then when they come after you, that's when trouble starts. You have the bad debt problem. That you have defense. Solve, but then you've got potential criminal agencies looking at, to prosecute you for taking on these different numbers and taking on credit basically as somebody other than yourself. Right. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. Right. Because, because, <laughs> because most of those numbers, boils down to. even if the numbers are made up, they're going to be made up. And most likely, there are they are going to be somebody's actual and that is number. Even, I think that is an even bigger issue there. If you're using someone else's social security number, that's basically identity fraud. No doubt. No and doubt. of course, nobody is ever thinks that they would be committing identity fraud. But that could be, very well be what's happening here. Listen, it's you, not just a made-up number. It's somebody else's. You don't have to believe us or take our word for it. But go to Google right now and type in our CPN numbers legal or type in people arrested for CPN fraud and you will see what pops up and let that be your guide. But this is not the way. If you're in that situation, you have bad credit and you want to repair things to move forward, there are legitimate ways to do it. And we will be happy to help you explore your options and tell you now it's not going to be as immediate as a CPN fix because... Well, we all know quick fixes generally are anything too good. Anything too good to be true? (laughs) It probably is not true. All right. So please do come see us. We have three locations in the metro Atlanta area. Consultations are free. It doesn't cost you a thing. Come see us so that you can find out what your options are so that we're able to help you get your fresh start. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week.